All right, welcome back to another episode of Chalk Talk. Fellas, a week without football. It kind of feels a little, a little bizarre, but we do have um, Combine coming up. We have the draft coming up. Uh, we also have the USFL. Uh, the draft is currently underway. Big Pittsburgh Maulers fan over here. Uh, I'm going to support the, the purple and orange. But... Uh, yeah, it's just really bizarre without football. We didn't have a pod last week um, to recap the Super Bowl, so we're going to have two this week, one to recap Super Bowl and the whole NFL season, and then the other pod this week is going to look at uh, wrapping up the college football season, um, and then we'll transition into some March Madness. But first, happy birthday, Sport A. Happy birthday, Sport. Thanks, guys. So, any any first initial thoughts about... Super Bowl or, you know, not having football. It's just, I don't know, it's just, it's just, it's a, de- it's a dead period, I guess. <laughs> it's a well, it, it was a good Super Bowl. I'm happy it was close, came down to the wire. That was fun. But football doesn't sleep, and I haven't been sleeping either. It's it's go time right now for me. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, the, the, big, the, the big board, the big board. Yes, sir. 1.0. Yep, that'll be coming out next pod. Um, and uh, now, ready, ready? I'm just going to say this. There's a difference between the big board and kind of Hadley's mock draft. Okay, big board. I'm going to let you explain this, Hadley, just that way I don't miss anything. Go ahead. Okay, so for anyone that cares, a big board is essentially your top prospects in the class. So if I put someone at number one, it means I think they're going to have a Hall of Fame career and they're going to ultimately be the best player in the class. If I have someone mock drafted at number one, it's who I think will go to that team. So it's not what I would do. It's what I think they will do based off of my knowledge. Yeah, because we had had some people, you know, kind of debating between, well, you have so-and-so going here, but then on your big board you have here. But they're, they're two totally different things. One's yes. based on what the team will do, and one's based on Hadley's straight-up opinion. So uh, you can check uh, the big board out on Twitter. Uh, and uh, you'll be, you might be a little bit surprised, but I think for the most part he's got it, he's got it set, uh, set straight. Um, so we got big board coming out. We have, do you have a 2.0 coming out next pod too? Is that is that what we're hearing? 2.0, yes, 2.0 mock draft. 1.0. March Madness, uh, you know, bracketology with me. Sporty reveals his top sixteen next pod, or maybe you know his top couple seeds. So, a lot of uh, a lot of big things come up in the next pod here. So, uh, Sporty, what do you think about the Super Bowl? Uh, it was another dandy close game. I mean, talking about close games, uh, the NFL playoffs, including the Super Bowl, uh, there were a lot of. Too many uh, closed games. You know, you couldn't uh, you couldn't leave to you know grab a bite to eat or grab a soda, or you you know you, you might miss something. That's how uh, that's how close these games were. Yeah, I think it was like all but what all but three games were probably within one or two possessions. I think. Yeah, I'm trying to think. The only three games that didn't really occur with were the Bills, Pats, Steelers, Chiefs, and the uh, Bucker. And Buccaneers and uh, Eagles. Buccaneers and Eagles, yeah. Besides... Rams. Wait, what did you say? Rams cards. Rams cards. So basically oh, the whole yeah. first round. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So those four games. But they're all, all divisional games. Yeah. So those, those four games kind of were, I guess, an outlier of what you know the rest of the playoffs were like. Because this year's playoffs, I don't know. I think this year was just something a little bit different. Because like, I feel like we're going to remember, you know, the playoff games from this year for a while. I feel like all the other games kind of just meshed together, but this year it was, you know, game-winning field goals, one-possession games. So there was a lot, lot happening. So now, do you think this year was just like a fluke in terms of like game-winning field goals and you know coming down like like the uh, last possession? Or you think we'll be seeing more more of these as as the years go on? No, no, I don't. I don't think this okay. something like this doesn't. It's not gonna. It might happen, you know, every once in a while, but it's not going to be so consistent where it's one possession games like this. This was something special. So, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Um, so yeah, Rams beat the uh, beat the Bengals. Obviously, a big uh, big win for Stafford. 
like we said before, both QB stories are going to be great no matter who won. Um, and obviously Stafford got, you know, at the end of the day, got the, got the ring. Um, <clears throat> but before we dive more into the Super Bowl, we did previously mention about talking about the GOAT, having a top five for the GOAT, that is Tom Brady. So I can't, I, you can't really talk about a Super Bowl without somehow mentioning Tom Brady. So even though this year's Super Bowl didn't have uh, the Bucks or Tom Brady, we're, we're still going to give uh, 12 a shout-out here and you know just kind of go over his top five moments, maybe most memorable moments. Uh, you know, for us personally, so I don't know. I have, I have a mix of the ups and downs with Brady, so um, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see what kind of angle you know you guys take on a top five for Brady here. So, hey, let me start with you. Give us your top five Brady moments. Okay, so first of all, I want to say Tom Brady, phenomenal career, phenomenal career, um, arguably the greatest of all time. But that being said, number five, he was bailed by Vinatieri. That's his fifth best moment of mine. Number four, he was bailed by the Tuck Rule. Number three, he was bailed against the Seahawks. Number two, he was bailed in Deflategate. And number one, go ahead, touchdown to Gronk against the Steelers. And then Gronk points to Sean Davis, laughs, likes the ball. That was that was the only good Brady moment I have. Wow. But Completely, completely shutting down Brady and just yeah, you know, two through five. Lots of hey, people act like sports isn't humanity. You can be a lucky player, yeah. And he was, yeah. he, he, no, he was fantastic, but he was also very lucky. And people will never understand that. I am the what would it be devil's advocate? I guess yeah, that was just Hadley's just cleaning the floor with that and moving on. Okay. What can I say? His team helped him his first 10 years of his career, and then he started to play well. Short and sweet is how we like it. Fantastic career, but I don't want to hear it go. All right. All right. So, Sporty, <laughs> what are you thinking about Tom Brady? Uh, well, he's like I said, he's a Michigan alum. So, uh, even though he was drafted uh, in the sixth round, nobody really, uh, you know, when people get drafted in the sixth round, they, you know, really don't say too much. But hey, he made a he made a name for himself in the NFL. So on to that, I'm gonna have my uh, top five Brady moments. Like I said, some some of mine uh, are the same as uh, Hadley here. Uh, number five, and know Hadley mentioned this already, the uh, tuck roll when he's spike the ball and he fell in the snow against the Raiders and uh, Foxborough. Uh, number four, Super Bowl 36, when he threw a touchdown pass to Troy Brown and then, uh, like Hallie said, uh, he mentioned Adam Benetieri. Benetieri made a game winning field goal. Uh, number three, uh, 2007 MVP Brady. He threw 50 touchdowns. And uh, his go-to receiver on that team, good old Randy Moss. Yep. Two. Getting down the getting down to number number one here. Super Bowl 49. When Brady, they were down 10 points in the fourth quarter. I uh, he threw, he threw a touchdown pass to Amendola and Edelman. Uh, Brady threw for 100 yards in the fourth quarter, uh, and they actually they they actually won that one. And my number one Super Bowl 51 when they were down 28 to three to the uh, Falcons and they came back and won that game. So yeah, yeah. So like 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 Holly said, Brady. I mean. If it wasn't like if it wasn't for him, you know, all the other quarterbacks, yeah, you can you can count them out. But hey, if Brady was on your if Brady was on your quarterback, you can never count him out because you know the refs, you know, gave him a call where he complained and he got a call. So as long as Brady was in the game and losing big, there was always a chance for him to come back and win the game, which yeah. happened. 
lots. Yeah. I mean, not that he was down big a lot, just just losing and then Brady, you know, coming down and capping off the gaming drives. So kudos to Brady and kudos to Lang at Michigan. So yes, he, he will be. I will be sad not seeing him in uniform in 2022 and beyond. Yeah, I mean, when, when 12's, when 12's under center, you can never count the Patriots out. You can never count the Bucks out. So, and I mean, he just proved that again this year when, you know, against the Rams, they, they made a huge comeback, tied it up, and then obviously Stafford and Cup took over in that last minute there. But uh, if I may. What's that? There's the lucky clover element of Tom Brady, though, that Cam Akers fumbles twice and then Cup fumbles. It's, and, and it's Ra- insane. Yeah, and then Ramsey gets burnt the one time he gets burnt. Like, <laughs> yes. it's like It's like I'm telling you, football is, is a human sport. Yeah. There's human characteristics like good luck and karma. Like that stuff is real. He had eight angels. Above him every game, it felt like. Yeah. Not, hey, not, there was, not still a top three quarterback of all time, and that's there, not. Yeah. But yeah. There was, not there was, I gotta say something. What? Good. Tom Brady, he, there was always luck on his side, okay? Yeah. No matter what, no matter who we played, no matter what the score was, or whatever, you know, score it was, whatever, there was always luck on his side. You can never count him out. Any point, any drive, any second, any minute, yeah. any call of the game. Yeah. Yeah. It was always the Brady moment. Yeah. Always. So one one honorable mention here I'm gonna leave out, uh, is that he got a personal foul call going back to that Rams game. I think that was his first personal foul call that he ever had. It was. And surprisingly enough, he he I mean, it was he was right. I mean, there there was blood coming from his mouth, and I'm surprised that, you know, with how much they protect the quarterback these days, I was surprised that nothing got called. Um, so that's going to kind of just – because that was something later, you know, in his career, and that happened this year, that's something I'll always remember is just that that first, the one and only personal foul call or unsportsmanlike or whatever whatever it was. I think it was unsportsmanlike. Um, so I'll put that there at six is uh, unsportsmanlike penalty. Five, I'm gonna go to Flake Gate. That's that's obviously a huge, huge part of Brady's career. I mean, although it's you know kind of a negative, you know, aspect. I mean, that's something that it's gonna stick with everybody. Um, number four, I'm gonna go with the drop pass in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. They had that little trick pass there, and who knows? I, I mean, Brady could have scored. I mean, he probably would have scored, but I don't know with his speed. I don't know. Maybe maybe somebody from the Eagles would have caught him. But uh, Amendola, that little. Uh, Little reverse pass uh, out to Brady and just hit, hit him right in the fingertips and who who knows maybe the Patriots win that game if he uh, if he can haul in that touchdown pass so four is the drop pass in Super Bowl three for me is going to be when Brady left the Patriots for the Bucks I don't know you kind of you kind of figured that Brady was going to be a Patriot forever I didn't know if he was ever going to leave I mean you know we see you know we, see, we you know we saw Peyton Manning you know obviously leave the Colts for the Broncos. Um, but I didn't know if he was going to be kind of like a Drew Brees where he stayed in, you know, on one team or a Big Ben where he stayed on one team for his whole year if he was going to, you know, uh, jump ships there. So I have Brady. And what's more impressive is that, you know, he wins, you know, with the Patriots. And then there's this big debate. Oh, is it is it is it Brady? Is it Belichick? Who's kind of, you know, the the the, the sense of the, the goat or the leader on the team? Who can can Belichick win without Brady? Can Brady win without Belichick? And obviously, we saw once he went to the Buccaneers. I mean, granted, they had a a load of talent around him. I mean, obviously, when he went to the Buccaneers, then everybody wanted to just jump ships and go to the Buccaneers. But uh, you know, he was able to win one uh, for Tampa. So Brady turning Tampa Bay into Tampa Bay is number three for me. Number two, that twenty-eight to three comeback. Obviously, it's that's something that is going to be very hard to duplicate. Um, I don't know if we'll, if we'll ever see a lead kind of vanish like that again in the in the time frame that it happened. So that's that's why I have that there at number two. And then number one, him getting selected in the sixth round at pick 199. Um, 
it was just from that point on that, you know, he was just out to, you know, set his mission straight and, you know, that's that's something that just always comes back. You know, he was picked in the sixth round, wasn't some stud that was picked, you know, in the first or even the second round, sixth round quarterback, and he goes down as one of the best quarterbacks ever. So that rounds out the top five, uh, top five Brady moments for me personally. So talked about Super Bowls with Brady. Going back to, to this year's Super Bowl. Um, something that there was a couple things that stood out. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to point out a couple different plays here. Uh, the big pass from Burrow to Higgins, where Higgins obviously, you know, grabbed Jalen Ramsey's face mask and Ramsey's head went sideways and nothing was called. Obviously the official was behind the play. Like, you know, Higgins and Ramsey, their backs were turned. So obviously that official couldn't see it on the side. That's something in the middle, you know, that's where that official in the middle there had to, you know, had to have seen something. Do you think something like that play, if somebody sees that up in the booth, I mean, we have instant replay for a reason. If it's something that egregious, I'm not saying challenge every PI or, you know, go to the booth for every PI. But if you clearly see somebody grab the face mask and rip while the ball's in the air, do you think that should be a play where, I don't necessarily, I don't know if I want to call it, you know, pass interference from upstairs, but do you think something should be done from upstairs if they see something that egregious? No. The reason I say no is because I feel like, I feel like if you do that, <clears throat> then it's going to be a debate of what's egregious and what's not. And then we're just going to be going to the booth every single play. And we're not even going to need refs. And it's just, it's taking the human element out of the game a little bit. So right. that's, that's the only thing with me. I think obviously that call was terrible and it should have been called. And that would have really sucked if that determined the bull. But yeah. I just wasn't sure if. That that type of play where a player grabs the face mask and yanks, if something like that should be called. Now, obviously, if it's if it's hand checking, that obviously shouldn't be called. Like it, that's that's a judgmental call on the field. That's strictly, you know, the refs on the fields. You know, that's their decision. But something like that up in the up in the booth, I just wasn't because that was something that was kind of brought up. Um, I just heard some you know speculation about that. Oh, should that have been called even though it wasn't called on the field? And I know, obviously, they couldn't go back and change the call, but I just didn't know if that was something moving forward that they should change. I mean, I think nine times out of ten, I think they get that call right. I think this was just the one time that they missed it. So I'm fine with, you know, letting the refs do their job on the field. Sporty, what do you think about that call? Uh, it should have been called. I just think the – I don't think I don't think the it should have went to booth. I just think uh, as a ref, I think you just you need to be – as the ref, I think just think you need to be in a – a better position, you know, just got to be on. I don't, like I said, like I said, you got to be on your toes, and I know you can't predict that. But you just got to be, got to be, got to be ready, and you know can't really have your back turned, and you got to be, you got to watch your part of the field, and you got to see that. Yeah, I was just shocked that, so, it, that it was. I mean, obviously in slow mo, it's going to look ten times worse, but I just live. Right. You, just, you knew something was up live when Ramsey got burnt that bad, and like his body kind of twisted. So, um, so that was that was kind of that was obviously a huge part of the game that helped since he, uh, you know, keep pace with the Rams. I think another big play, I'm going to go with um, the kind of that last, the last two drives. I um, was really shocked that uh, the Bengals weren't double teaming Cup. I mean, make somebody else catch the ball other than Cup that last drive. Hadley, do you agree? Yeah, I mean... Cooper Cup's a dog. He is. he is so awesome. Yeah, I I I love how that last drive you just knew it was him, and it was like if they didn't go to him, they deserved to lose that game. But everyone in the building and everyone in the world knew he was going to Cup, and that guy's a stud. I love him so yeah. much. Just want to him. Well, yeah, you see him in Super in the Super Bowl takeover. You saw him in the like we said the, the drive against the Bucks in the last minute there. Those two big catches. So obviously he's a huge, huge, huge piece. Um, moving forward for the Rams. 
So, Sporty, what 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 would you have done if you were the the Bengals in that final drive? Um, obviously, the Rams are are you know driving here. They're they're finding Cup. I mean, obviously, a couple plays were determined you know by the refs. You know, they they threw a couple uh, pass interference calls, which some people didn't like, but it is what it is. Um, would you have double teamed Cup and kind of made? Because obviously, OBJ he's hurt, so you don't have OBJ. Which, by the way, OBJ had a heck of a first half. I mean, yeah. I, I think he, I think he would have been on pace to to have a even, you know, a really he would have come close to a hundred a hundred yards receiving, maybe even another. I touchdown. think he would have went well. I think he would have went, you know, at least another touchdown, maybe too, because I think they would have put even more help on Cup and then kind of let OBJ kind of get some one on ones there. So. Um, obviously, okay, so you don't have OBJ, you don't have Higby, um, Blanton, it was a no-show, because uh, I think he, he got hurt at some point, correct? Yep. So, obviously, we all know it's going to Cup, so Sporty, what would you have done if you were the Bengals that last drive? Uh, I would double-team uh, Cup. Uh, like, I said, like you said, they didn't really have a... Uh, what other receiver did they They had uh, the they, guy from Notre Dame? They had Jefferson, uh, they had Skoranek, which, by the way, that hit... My over hit for Skoranek. We talked about it on yeah. the pod. I said he's going to have at least one catch for 12 yards, and he had 12 yards on a dot. Yep. But anyway, go ahead, Sporty. Uh, yeah, you would. Uh, I thought uh, I should double-team Cup and let uh, – which Jefferson was still in there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you let, uh, you let Jefferson or that Skoranek uh, beat you. I mean, if, they, if, if one of those two guys – if one of them beat you, then kudos to them. But they should have uh, they should have put two defenders on uh, Cup so they didn't leave them wide open, which which they did on the, on those last last couple of drives there. So. Yeah, it was just it was just a little bit shocking. They didn't have they didn't have any help. I mean, it was I don't know. It was just kind of mind boggling. Um, but yeah, obviously rough game. I was I was rooting for OBJ. I mean he. He's kind of, I mean, obviously he's winning with the the Rams, and I, I know some people's you know opinions towards OBJ aren't aren't the best, um, but I did I did feel bad for him getting hurt because he was having a heck of a game, um, but I was just glad you know he was able to to get you know the ring at the end of the day. Um, hey Hadley, you know what? Guess what? This is gonna really make you mad, Hadley. What? Guess who got a Super Bowl ring? That you were talking crap on at the beginning of two two Atwell. <laughs> First of all, I'm sorry, and I'm not sorry. I'm sorry because I said that you have to have a good draft class to win the Super Bowl. You did win the Super Bowl, congratulations! But your draft class still sucked. Okay, <laughs> it contributed nothing. It was all time bad. Yeah. So yeah, still taking dubs on. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I, so I'm going to shift gears here. I'm going to jump to the Bengals' last drive. Um, I'm going to go to the final two plays of the of the game. Uh, obviously, the first one, third and one. Kind of thought that uh, the Bengals, I thought they were maybe within inches from getting that first down where Aaron Donald, um, was it mixing that he tackled or is it uh, Samaj P? Yeah. All right, so yeah. He... He tackled him, but on that second effort, it looked like, you know, Piran was close to closer to the first down marker, and then here they mark it about a yard, a yard and a quarter away. So it was a longer, it was like fourth and a long one. Um, I was just really shocked that they didn't have, first of all, they didn't have Mixon get the ball there, um, and so that that's one thing. I, if if you can't get one yard on third down, you don't deserve to win the game. Um, if, if, um, if you're going to make a pass on that fourth and one, you have to guard Aaron Donald. It's just, I mean, it's as simple as that. You know, Donald's coming in hot. I think he had one person, he had one person on him and he was obviously able just to shred right through. Um, so I guess my biggest question for you guys is what, play would you have run on third and one who would you have given the ball to and if you didn't get it what would your fourth and one of call have been if you were the Bengals well first of all I know hindsight's 20 but you cannot 
have Mixon on your sideline for both plays. You just can't do it. Um, at that stage of the game, you're really, really, really close to field goal range. I like to call it a run it on third and one. But I would have ran it again on fourth and one. And Mixon would have been in the game both times for me. That's how I look at it. So, all right, Hadley, I guess my next question. Would you have been under center or would you have been up in shotgun? For third or fourth? I guess both plays. What would you What would you have done? Well, I mean, third third down out. Let me put it this way, actually. Third down out around the ball with Mixon. If, he's, if Mixon is getting thrown back like, like that by Aaron Donald, I'm saying, okay, Aaron Donald's in beast mode. Sorry, we're not running the ball again. So then I'm lining up under center, making them think we're running the ball. And I don't know if you guys would understand what I'm saying. A little sprint out with yeah. Mixon. Yeah, yep. Just play and have him just run right to the flat. Yeah. Have some sort of crosser just above him. That's kind of you, – you have to go out on the boundaries at that stage if Aaron Donald's going to eat like that. Yeah. But I really think if Mixon's in the game, he fights for that yard, and I think they get it. So – yeah, it was just – I mean, as, as the Bengals start moving the ball downfield, you just kind of had a feeling that they were going to at least tie it up. I mean, I just – I didn't think it was going to end so abruptly there on third and one, fourth and one like that. But, yeah. I mean, if somebody was going to do it, it was going to be Aaron Donald, obviously. So, Sporty, what would you have uh, What would you have run on that third and one and then obviously fourth and one? I would have got under – I would have ran exactly the play twice and got under center. I would have done the quarterback sneak. Quarterback sneak twice in a row? Under center. Yeah, I mean, Donald. Yeah, not yet. You got it. You got to go away from Donald there if you're going to quarterback sneak. But yeah, uh, yeah, away, yeah, away, away from Donald's side, exactly. And I mean, I was, I mean, Burrow, he's a, he's a big guy. I think he can get one yard. So yeah, I mean, it's got to be. You, you can't give it to your. I I mean I know Mixon can he's a receiving back as well, but you can't give it to your smaller back. I know you're trying to throw them off and be like, oh well, Mixon or Piran's in the game. We might. You know, throw a screen, or we might, you know, do something else. But you, you, you got to give it to Mixon, first of all. So on third and one, Mixon should have gotten the ball. Depending on the spot, then you can either run your quarterback sneak. Um, you could run another, you know, halfback dive. You could run a fullback dive. Uh, if you really wanted to do something where you're trying to throw them off, you could have sent Jamar Chase uh, in motion, kind of. Faked a jet sweep. Uh, you could have given it to Jamar Chase on a jet sweep. Um, I don't know. On fourth and one, I sometimes I don't like when people go up in shotgun and you know fake the run and then kind of throw it because obviously as a defense you're sitting on a short route. So as soon as you see that quarterback, or I mean, as soon as you you know from from a viewer standpoint, as soon as you see the quarterback, you know, fake the handoff, you know it's it's getting thrown right away. Um, D lineman again. You're gonna, you know, as soon as you see that ball get pulled, you're throwing your hands up right away. As a D back, obviously you're pressing, so you know it's gonna, the ball's gonna be coming in quick. So I don't, I don't like a pass there on, on, uh, on that fourth and fourth and one call there. I mean, I think you, you got to run the ball twice, and if they stop you, they stop you. I just, I know you want to put the ball in Joe, you know, in Joe Burrow's hands, but it's just, it's, it's too, it's too much. I think for one yard, I guess is is what I should say. So, um. But hey, give Bengals, you know, give them credit for getting to the Super Bowl. Give them credit for almost winning the Super Bowl. So, all right, we're making a bold prediction here. Let's see. Do the Bengals get back to the Super Bowl in the next 10 years? 10 years, yes. People are saying next year, no. Sporty? Uh, 10 years, yes. Uh... I'm gonna say they they go back to Super Bowl next year. Hmm. So they're gonna get past. All right, ready? Get past Mahomes again. Yes. They're gonna get past Josh Allen and the Bills. Those are those are those two teams alone are going to be nightmares for teams. I mean, obviously you have the juggernaut offense of the Chiefs. You have both sides of the ball for the Bills, which have complete studs. Um, I don't know. I just feel like this was kind of the year where it fell into the Bengals' hands, and it's going to be too tough, I think, for them to duplicate that performance. 
Um, ten years. I'll give them ten years to go back to another one. I don't think next year, and I don't think the next. Oh, over. All right, so five years. Would you say five years, guys? I know. Well, sport, you're saying next year, Hadley. Under because then they'll have to pay Burrow, and that's when things will. I'm gonna say like three to four years. Three to four years. I'm gonna say they get back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the over on that. I'm gonna. I don't. I don't think the Bengals are gonna get past the Bills. I think they're gonna have a tough time. I mean, I didn't know. I didn't realize this, but they have. I think they're, they're like top five with most uh, cap space um, going into yeah. the offseason. So that that's another thing that that helps. But I don't know. It's it's gonna be tough to get past the Bills. The obviously the Chiefs. Um. The Chargers are still going to be really, really good. Um, Ravens. Ravens, depending on who knows what's going on with Pittsburgh, if they can get a quarterback situation and an offensive line, they could still be really good. The, the Colts. I was just going to say, yeah, Pittsburgh, Indy, and Denver, all in the same boat. If they land a big QB this offseason, they're super looking at yeah. All three of them. Yeah. And heck, even, I mean, even a team like the Titans, if they can figure out something, I mean, they, there's, there's two – the AFC is too loaded, I think, for I think a team to to go back to back to the Super Bowl right now. I think it's too loaded for. I mean, it's it, it, it obviously could happen, but I just think it's. If you were to tell me, I would rather take the field than a team to go back to back to the Super Bowl for the next couple of years. It's just the quarterback plays too good, and there's too many solid teams that I think. You know, you have to get past. So, um, do the Rams with Matt Stafford, does Matt Stafford win another uh, Super Bowl ring with the Rams? No. Sporty? Yes. Jeez. Do you have a rematch next year? Yeah, I was going to say. (laughs) Yes, I do have a rematch. Yes, I do have a rematch rematch next year. Wow. Rams, Bengals, Super Bowl. Wow. That's a Twitter. That's a Twitter pool. Sport, if you, yeah. I wonder what the odds. I wonder how much money Sporty would win if he put hundred bucks down on the Super Bowl right now for it to be Rams Bengals. Hey, the payout would have to be nuts. We're gonna, I'm gonna put a pull up on Twitter when, when as soon as we drop this pod. Are we taking the field or are we taking a Rams Bengals back to back? Ninety-five to five. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I, I don't think. I mean, I think the Rams can obviously do well. I don't. I don't know. if Stafford's going to get another one. Um, but, hey, no Brady. That that takes out another piece of the equation. Possibly no Rodgers. There's another big piece. Uh, we don't know what's going on with the cards. They, they're, they're too much mess right there in Arizona. I'm just kind of rattling off some teams here. Um, 49ers, I think, I think that's going to be one of their biggest issues. Um, am I missing anybody? I don't really. I mean, the Cowboys, eh, eh. I don't, eh. The Cowboys are gonna Cowboys. I think. I think they'll. They're gonna do really well in the regular season, and they're just gonna stink it up in the playoffs. But uh, yeah, I think the 49ers might be the biggest, the biggest threat to, to the Rams. Um, Trey area. What do you say? I said Trey area. Oh, yeah, Trey, Trey area. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's obviously too hard to tell right now because we don't know what's going on off season, you know, free agency and stuff like that. But uh, if I were to pick a team, I think the 49ers are – now, that that also is pending Aaron Donald's retirement plans here. If he comes back, I'm still – you know, they could they could still get there. Um, I mean, they could still get there without him. But uh, I think it's really going to have a big impact as to, you know, what we see from Aaron Donald. So um, – so, speaking of Aaron Donald, speaking about you know some top-notch players, we're going to just uh, quickly, kind of our last segment here, the pod. Well, actually, we have two two more segments, but one of our bigger segments here is our NFL season honors or season awards. Um, so we're going to look at overall MVP. We're going to give our offensive player of the year, defensive player. Look at two rookies of the year the best game of the season in our opinion and then we're just going to give kind of our ready all chalk talk nfl team not all not all not not pro bowl not all nfl team it's just that it's the the chalk talk 
uh, a NFL team. So, um, Hadley, I'm going to start with you. We're going to start with MVP. Now, Hadley, when you give this award, you got to go, you go in regular season or you go in, you know, the whole up all the way up until the Super Bowl. So just kind of explain where you're coming from when you, uh, you know, announce this player. Yeah, I think we all kind of made the, the um, assumption that we were doing whole season with yeah. these awards. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my MVP is Cooper Cup. I think. I mean, I think if if your MVP is not Cooper Cup, well, actually, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait here for Sporty because I feel like Sporty could just go as as Sporty likes to do. Oh, I don't do Which don't which? Hey, it's okay. It's all right. Sporty likes to go against the grain sometimes, which is totally respectable. Hey, he's taking the motto. I, I like it because he's taking – you can't just always chalk it. Yes. You can't chalk your bracket. You can't chalk your picks. So, Sporty, you, is it is it kind of locked? Is it chalked that Cup is MVP or where, where are you going with this well, one? Well, you know what? I just did the uh, regular season. I didn't do the playoffs. Okay, so you okay. did regular season. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Who's your regular season MVP? Aaron Rodgers. All right, Aaron Rodgers. That's fair because obviously he was um, picked as the MVP um, from everybody else from the regular season. So that is completely fine. Now, sporties, including the playoffs, would you throw Cooper Cup in there for MVP? Uh, most definitely, yes. Most definitely, yes. All right, so sporties taking chalk, uh, not going against the grain. So, all right, that's what, that's what we like to hear here. So uh, I'm going to go with Cooper Cup as well. Obviously, we talked about it earlier here in the pod. Um, the game against the Bucks, the takeover in the last minute, the game in the Super Bowl, absolutely going nuts. Super Bowl MVP, um, can't say enough good things about him. So I think Cooper Cup MVP is a lock, um, and I don't, I don't think there's any, there's not even a debate for this one. So Cooper Cup MVP. All right, here we go. Next one, Offensive Player of the Year. Hadley, Jonathan Taylor. If if they would have made the playoffs, it would have it would have been people just forgot about him because they didn't make the playoffs. But he had people talk about the Bills. He had five touchdowns against the Bills. Five. He was remarkable this year, and he's my he's my RB one in the league right now. I don't care what anyone says; he's going to prove it again next year. I really would give it to him, non biased. Swear. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. Um, Sporty, who's your offensive player of the year? Uh, I'm gonna say Cooper Cup. Cooper, so going Cooper Cup. That's that's a fair that's a fair statement. That guy was on that guy was unstoppable. Nobody stopped him all year. Yeah, and including the playoffs and the Super Bowl, still wasn't stopped. So. It's it's kind of nuts to think. I mean, just looking at like some some mock drafts for fantasy football and stuff. It's kind of nuts to think just how. I mean, obviously we knew. I think kind of two years ago, you you knew he was pretty solid, um, but you you know you weren't sure when to draft him. And then going into this year again, you knew he was going to be really solid. Um, but I still think he he was still. I think I think he was still outside the top ten fantasy wide receivers to draft so um i think he he's going to obviously jump make a huge jump for fantasy this season but um but yeah he's he's a stud him and obj nice little duo there in la so um Great trio Robert woods no yeah yeah I, I totally forgot about him um, what i was gonna say about fantasy is these robert woods and cooper cup are this yeah like it was neck and neck and it was just which one you preferred right that's not, I mean, not even close. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's going to be. Do you gonna, think Cooper Cup will uh, duplicate, yeah, duplicate what he did uh, in 2021? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he'll be great. Yeah. He'll, I think he'll go above what he did this year, which was still insane. But uh, I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, once Stafford kind of, you know, calls it quits here. Um, It'll be interesting to see how Cup, you know, will he stay in L.A.? Um, who's going to, you know, who's going to be that QB, you know, connection with him? I mean, obviously, he's still going to be, you know, great. But I, I it'll just be interesting to see if he's going to be an L.A. Ram for life or if he's going to kind of, you know, move on to somewhere else with a better, 
in a better situation with a better quarterback. So I guess time will tell with that one. Um, for me, I'm going to go with Josh Allen as Offensive Player of the Year. Um, I could have taken Cup here again, but I already had him, had him at MVP, so I'm going to take somebody new. Josh Allen, including the playoffs, was just an absolute you know, stud. Um, I think with him, the biggest thing is, you know, we, we talk about mobile quarterbacks, obviously Lamar Jackson, you know, Mahomes, uh, Murray, uh, you know, guys like that with Josh Allen, he can, he's mobile, but, and I mean, I, I know that a lot of people don't like this, but he'll put, you know, he'll put his head down and run you over that. That's what kind of quarterback Josh Allen is. And he'll, he'll get a couple extra yards, um on a quarterback keeper because of that and they designed you know some power runs with josh allen because they know of his capability so i got i got josh allen offensive player of the year he can uh, obviously sling it and he can uh you know run in for some touchdowns as well so um i don't know something that kind of you know kept me away from aaron Rodgers was that game against the 49ers um i don't it just didn't look he it didn't look like he had any sense of urgency and that he didn't want to be there so uh, give me Josh Allen there at uh, Offensive Player of the Year. All right, the debate. The debate for like the last two-ish years. Um, defensive Player of the Year, Hadley. TJ Watt, I mean, he broke the record. Uh, and he, he truly is, aside from Aaron Donald, the best defense player in football. Sporty. I'm trying to find my paper here. Oh, I, I thought this was going to be a no-brainer for you. Know you. Huh? You know what the answer is. Hold on, I'm trying to find my. All I'm right. Trying to find my All paper. Right. So while, while Sporty looks for his, do yours, Cass. Do yours. While he looks for his, I'm going to put this in quotes. Paper. Um, I'm going to go, obviously TJ Watt. Uh, obviously Aaron Donald had a heck of a year, but I think this year. Um, and again, I know we're talking about playoffs included, but. Watt set the record, and he still played, you know, the correct amount of games. It wasn't like that 17th game, you know, added to his, you know, sack total. He, he missed, you know, some games, and he was still able to tie the sack total. So um, I truly think he was, you know, a huge reason why the Steelers were able to, to make, you know, make the playoffs. Um and obviously this year with the Steelers, you, you needed the defense to to show up because the offense wasn't going to do much. So I think without Watt, I think we're – this could have been a year where Tomlin goes below 500. It, it could, yeah, it could have been the year. Watt, How good he is. Watt made too many plays and kept them in so many games. So I, he's got to be the defensive player of the year for me. All right, Sporty, did you find your, again, in quotes, paper for defensive player of the year? I cannot, but um, not. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know what? I'm just going to go with uh, TJ Watt. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah. He had one ready. He's probably going to be like, I don't even know. Hey, if, it wasn't, hey, if it wasn't for Watt, they would not have been in the playoffs. Yeah, easy, easy. Not even close. Not even close. Um. All right, so that's a clean clean sweep with uh, Defensive Player of the Year. That's a trifecta. Um, two rookies of the year. So they could be two defensive players of the year. They could be two offensive. Give me two rookies uh, that stood out this year. Hadley? Chase, Micah. What I will say with Micah, real quick, referring back to Defensive Player of the Year. I don't want to hear a Defensive Player of the Year, Micah, if you're not going to mention Darius Leonard. Because they had very identical seasons. You had all the sacks, but Darius Leonard, where he was lacking in sacks, had forced fumbles and had interceptions. I mean, look it up. Look it up. For anyone listening, go look, go look up his stats this year. You'll be mind-blown. So that's why I wouldn't give it to Micah. TJ Hells, now holds a record. That's why he deserves it. But Micah, defensive rookie of the year. All right. Sporting. And Chase. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Ch Jamar Chase and Micah Parsons. Yeah. That's – that's a no-brainer. Sport, who are you going with here for your two rookies of the year? I'm going to go with two, two offensive guys. I'm going to go with uh, obviously Jamar Chase. Okay. Next one might surprise you guys. I'm going to go with uh, Jalen Waddle from the Dolphins. Hey, that's that's a solid pick right there. 
Do you, do you want to elaborate on the uh, on the Waddle pick? Uh, I I wasn't too sure how how he would do with uh, down in Miami. Well, I, I kind of figured he do he would do well. Back my words there, because uh, Tua was his quarterback back in college, so he you know threw it on for three years, you know thirty some games, whatever, something like that. So they already had that connection. So I, I knew going in that he should have had a should should have a good year and he exceeded his expectations, I think. So those are my two top rookies of the year for um twenty twenty, twenty twenty one. Yeah, so um yeah, Waddle obviously yeah, I mean Waddle was a good it's still a solid pick. Um and again, he's kind of in a system where it's kind of him and really he's not getting much help from a wide receiver base. I mean, obviously, you know, you got Mike Mike Jasicki there. Um, but from a wide receiver standpoint, he doesn't have a lot of help. So again, it's kind of it's kind of a no brainer that he's gonna get the ball. Um again, another another uh big time fantasy guy to get if you can if you can pick him up. Um so yeah, Jalen Waddle obviously had a huge rookie season. And I'm gonna agree with Hadley here. We've got to go. Uh, Jamar Chase and um, Micah Parsons. Obviously, Micah Parsons had you know a bunch of sacks, tearing it up for the Cowboys, and then Chase was just going to be Jamar Chase. So, um, I could see where you want to give you know Parsons get get him up there for Defensive Player of the Year, but I think truly you know Defensive Rookie of the Year is what he deserved. Um, he didn't play on a level like T.J. Watt. Um, but he still had a heck of a heck of a first year, so we'll settle it there. Next one, best best game of the season. Hadley, that's forty question. Yeah, what was Yeah, go ahead. Sporty. What? You're telling me you put Waddle over Parsons this year? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> that's that's the Wolverine coming out in them. That's got to be the Wolverine. It's got it's a head scratcher. And I mean, it's a little head scratcher. Okay, um, I'm sorry, <laughs> my my jaw was dropped for a solid five minutes. Um, hey, I gotta tell you something. He's my one in the class, but what? I gotta tell you something. Good. What? Hey, Frank. Guess what? What? Head scratcher. And we're not talking. You don't have to bring Franklin into this. <laughs> yeah, one. Um. Anyway, what was the qu- oh the game of the year? Best game of the year. Yeah. For me, as a fan, Colts Cardinals Christmas Day. For me, as a football fan, you guys are all gonna have the same one: Chiefs Bills. Yep. Playoff game. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, like again, what does Sporty do? That's the, I guess that's the biggest question. Sporty, what's your what, what's your uh, best the game of the season? Uh, you know what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, the, the playoff game was, you know, the best, but there was also one that was really good too. What? Okay? All right. Uh, week one. Okay, it was Thursday night between the Cowboys and and the Bucks. Yeah, that was a good game. But yeah, that so game was back and forth, high scoring game. Yeah. and Chiefs was. Correct. You guys remember that game? Yeah, yeah, we remember. Yeah. yeah. Bills and Chiefs was the best, though, right? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So Sporty still had Bills Chiefs, but as a runner-up, if he was to, to go against the Green Cowboys Bucks Week One, that was a good game, and you were kind of surprised because the Cowboys Cowboys were able to, you know, hang with the Bucks, which a lot of people I don't, I don't know if they were expecting that or not, but they they took it to the Buccaneers, so. Um, yeah, shout out to the shout out to the Cowboys. Obviously, Bills Chiefs. It's got to be, got to be uh, the game of the season. Game of the season, maybe game of the century. Honestly, I mean, the final, the final moments of that game alone were just insane. So, I don't know. If, I don't know if we'll ever see that exact kind of game again. So that's that's one you don't obviously see. I don't know if we see that ever again. I'm just gonna say that now. It's it's just there's too many things that happened in that game that. Just don't add up, and just don't make sense, and that's just the way it is. So, yeah, 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 yeah. 
played so flawlessly by both. Yeah. All right. So we have to close it out. We kind of gave, um, kind of looked at offensive side of the ball and defense side of the ball by position. We're just going to run down our lineups. Um, kind of just looking at uh, our our you know all NFL teams, our all chalk talk NFL teams. So. Hallie, I'm going to let you run down your list first of uh, of players. So just uh, kind of give the lineup here. One one quarterback, two running backs, two wideouts, um, one tight end, one offensive lineman, two defensive linemen, two linebackers, two defensive backs, a kicker, and a punter. So Hadley, okay. Hadley well, rattle it off. So – Mine's partially the best players in the NFL, partially partially trying to somewhat be away from you guys, okay. so we right. so we don't have any repeats. Right. So number one, QB Aaron Rodgers, RBs Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler had a hell of a year. Um, wide receivers Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson. Tight end, in my opinion, clear cut Mark Andrews. Um, offensive lineman Creed Humphrey, rookie. Stud. Defensive lineman, also a chief, Chris Jones. D lineman, Miles Garrett. Two linebackers, I would have put a lot on here, but a little linebacker's weird. Darius Leonard, Michael Parsons. Um, DBs, Casey Hayward and Kenny Moore. I feel like you guys won't have to be there. Both were absolutely phenomenal this year. Kicker, Evan McPherson, and punter, none other than Indy Zone, Rigoberto Sanchez. There you go. <laughs> that sounded like um like an intro to like a like your name like I don't, like a like a knockoff um college football lineups for your name <laughs> position and then college. So you're rattling off all these big names and the last the the Colts guy you mentioned that name just, it just cracked me up the way it just flowed with everything. He's um, a stud. He deserves. Yeah, yeah. Give give him give him a little shout out. Sporty, run us down your uh, your team here. Some of mine are repeats of Adam. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, that's completely fine. I just tried to lessen the repeats. Right, right. Uh, you know, I'll switch this one up. But I, I, I can go, but I can switch it up as we go here. All right, Try go ahead. Uh, offensive MVP. No, 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 You're going by team here. We're going by team. Quarterback. Quarterback, running, quarterback, running yeah, back. Quarterback, yeah. Quarterback. Yeah, but it's not your offensive MVP. MVP. Oh, quarterback MVP. All right, go ahead, go. Uh, go with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, all right. Uh, running backs, Henry and Taylor. Uh, receivers, Cup. I'm going to go with Cooper Cup and uh, Waddle. Tight end, uh, Mark Andrews. Offensive lineman, <clears throat> Trent Williams, left tackle from Stan Fran. Good. Uh, 2D lineman, uh, Donald and Hayward. Uh, linebackers, Parsons and uh, Yvonne Campbell from Packers. Uh, D-backs, Diggs and Ramsey. Kicker, Tucker, and by punter, AJ Cole of the Raiders. Ooh, yeah, that is that is a solid pick there, punter. Um, Hadley, I kind of want to get your opinion after because Sports and I have the same D backs, and here I'm going to tell you why I picked Diggs here, but I'm going to I'll talk that here in a second. Uh, quarterback, I'm going to go with Josh Allen. Running backs, Taylor Henry. Obviously, Henry had a huge year up until he got hurt, and he was still well beyond, um, you know, leading the league there, even when he was hurt. Wide receivers, Cup and Adams. Tight end, Mark Andrews. I'm going to agree with Sporty here. Uh, Trent Williams. I like the way they used him in the playoffs where they sent him in motion and then just completely obliterated, you know, the first defender that, that he saw. Uh, D-line, Watt and Donald. Um Linebackers. I'm going to go with Micah Parsons and Darius Leonard. Shout out to the Colts there for you, Hadley. Um, D-backs. I'm going to go with Diggs and Ramsey. Here's why, I, here's why I have Diggs. Diggs, 
I think from a statistical standpoint, the, the fact that he had so many interceptions. Obviously, I know people are, are on him because he gets burnt. You know, he can't. He, it's, it's tough for him to guard one on one. But hey, he made plays. He was able to. He was in the right spot. So I have him there be, strictly because he was, um, you know, a big part of the turnover margin for the Cowboys this year. Obviously, Ramsey lockdown defender, uh, kicker. I'm going to go Justin Tucker, and then punter. Again. Um, Special teams was was big this year for uh, the Cowboys, defense and special teams. So I'm going to go with their punter, Brian Anger, who averaged about 48 point, I think 48.4 yards on a punt. So Hadley, before I know, I know sometimes I, I don't know. Are you? How do you feel about about Diggs? I like him more than a lot of people. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was like if you didn't like if you maybe thought he was overrated, but. Um, Maybe, I forget who. Maybe I was talking to somebody else then who I was thinking. Uh, probably Shope. It probably was Shope who thought who thinks you know he's overrated. I still think he's a really good defender. I mean, I know. I mean, obviously everybody's going to have trouble guarding you know one on one at times, but he's in the right spot at the right time. So I mean, the fact second that, year. Player. Yeah, exactly. People can't get burned every once in a while. He's still making plays. And yeah. The right. consistency's not there, but he has time. Right. Exactly. So. I think over time he'll he'll even you know be better like that. So, um, so yeah, all I think I mean I like the I think we still had some nice diversity there, but we also had um, some similar picks. I think Andrews. I think that was a clear cut. Taylor was yeah. a clear cut. Cup. Um, I'm trying, and I think those were the three that Garrett. Did you say Garrett? I didn't. I, nope. I, don't, I didn't say Garrett. Oh, okay. I thought you did. No. Oh, you said. No, I had Watt and Donald there at D line. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it'll be. I don't know. I think going into next year, obviously, again, we have we have the NFL draft, we have free agency still to still to come. So, I guess this this is this has to be the season where quarterback is the biggest issue, biggest need for a lot of teams. So I think once we figure out who's going to be under center for a lot of these teams, we'll be able to tell. Um, Kind of make some predictions as far as you know who's making the playoffs, going to the Super Bowl. Uh, but for now, it's just it's kind of it's too early to way too early to kind of make a prediction on that. So, um, Hadley, I'm going to spend it to you with a little last segment here. All right, yeah. So uh, basically, hammers have been what we've been doing for about a year now on the podcast. Uh, they haven't went well for me personally. You guys have done all right. But kind of to take a little spin on it for a little bit here, for the rest of the college basketball season, we're going to have the college basketball wheel. Okay? And what that wheel is going to do is it's going to determine all three of our teams for the week. We're each going to get one college, and we get to pick one game that we think is a lock. Okay? If they're bad, we're screwed. <laughs> but we get one game. If that game wins, we're safe. We're good. If that game loses, we spin the punishment wheel and we do something probably on the pod or we send a video in and it gets posted on Twitter or whatever. So that being said, I'm going to share my screen here. I don't know. I don't even think I've ever done this before. But I'm gonna try <laughs> is it working? There we go. It's working. Okay. It is working. So we're going to start with Kev because Kev never gets to go first. All right. And anyway, so he's going to have the honor of spinning the wheel. Okay. You ready, Kev? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Let's let's check out my team here for the week. Kev's team of the week. And granted, it is a Tuesday, and some of these teams might have already played a game. Is ooh. UTSA. UTSA. All right, let's do some research on uh, the Roadrunners here, real quick. Um, UTSA. Oh, geez, that's going to be. I. I, I could I could be in some trouble here. Um, <laughs> UTSA. You couldn't. I couldn't have got like a bad Power Five school. I get, get UTSA. Oh my god! Oh, you're gonna have to do some research to find their stuff. Um. All right. Go ahead and spin the. Uh, we'll, I'll look up their schedule here real quick. Uh, okay. Spin the wheel for Sporty. Sporty, are you ready? Yes. Yep. I'm ready, buddy. Spin it. Here we go. Sporty's team of the week. Here we go. 
Sporty's got Penn State. Oh, he's got uh, the Nittany Lions. Penn State. Uh, Penn State. This. This being said, this is from right now to our next recording, which will probably be on Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm assuming. Yeah. So, Morty? Yes. All right. Last one for me here. I love Power Five. I love Big Ten. I don't think I got that, though. North Carolina. Oh, you know what, what the heck? <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. They're a little inconsistent, but it's not bad. I'll take that. At least oh, both your teams are power five. Mine's nine and nineteen, and playing UAB. Yeah. I think UAB. I think is leading the conference. I think of conference <laughs> of conference USA. Do they have any other games? No, they have one this week. <laughs> well, I'm about to pull up UNC, and I'll pull up Penn State for sporting. I'll do the defense. I'm pulling up. I'll pull up Penn State right now. Okay, okay. It's one game, Hallie. One game this week, right? Let's just announce our game right now. Let's just. All right. Well, I have to no take. BS. No, wait. Do they have to? Do they have to win? Is win or cover, Hallie? Which one? Or is it cover? We'll do cover because that's that's more. If someone's like a plus five hundred for money on. Okay. Um. All right. So I have to take. Now it's not out yet, but they play UAB, who is currently second in Conference USA. Um, UAB is 20 and seven UTSA is nine and 19. So I'm assuming the spread is going to be double digits. So I got to hope the road runners pull out a miracle at home. Maybe this is a senior night. Did I get lucky? Oh no. Their last, their last three games are home. So I don't, I, this, I doubt this is senior night, but, uh, yeah, Thursday, February 24th, eight o'clock against UAB. So we got to hope that the road runners cover the spread. Okay. That's Kev's game. Sporty. Do you, do you see anything yet? Yeah. What do you like? Uh, Sunday night, okay? Wait, are you allowed to take the other team or not? No, no, no. no. Come on, Sporty. It's the wheel. It's the college with your team. All right. All right. Scratch that. Timeout. I got 30 seconds timeout. I got to see which, which game here. Okay. I'll All do right. mine. All right. Go ahead, Hadley. Right now, they play 11 and 16 NC State this Saturday. That's going to be my game. That's your game. They got covered the red. Let's hope they can do it. I don't know what it's going to be. I'm guessing like anywhere from seven to eight. All right. I got my I got my game here. I, I decided. All right, go What ahead. is it? 30 second timeout. Done. I got Penn State this Friday night, February 25th, at home against the Northwestern Wildcats. Okay. Okay. Don't know what the line will, don't know what the line will be. Northwestern. You said so, so you're taking. So you're Northwestern. Take, yeah, Northwestern is thirteen and thirteen. Penn State's eleven and thirteen. They both have basically the same conference record. So I'm going to take Penn State at home. I don't know what the line will be, but I, I got them this Friday night. So wait, hold on, hold on, Sporty. I'm going to throw this out here. So let's say they're favored by let's just say three and a half. They got to win by three and a half. So you could still take that money line. Yeah. So you taking them? You're taking them with the spread, no matter what the spread is. Well, I know you guys said spread. I, I, it's going to be the same rules. Said spread. It's going to be the same rules as hammers. Anything t- minus two fifty and higher. Okay. Okay. All right. So, yeah. 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 All right. So, so it is or it is not. It, it is or it's not um, spread. Well, it depends. It depends. It if, depends on. Yeah, if Penn State's minus five hundred, it has to be spread. Yeah. If they're minus two fifty. Or minus two hundred, you're good. You can line. We'll look at it the day. Of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know. Let me know. Fri- let me know Friday. All right. So we I know. So all right. So I know U- who to root for. U- what to root for? UTSA. Not who. What? UTSA, Penn State, and North Carolina. That's. That's a hilarious one, Kevin. <laughs> to start off the batch, I get UTSA. That, that's great. Well, hey, you know, what I just thought of. I think for the end, for the March Madness tournament, I think we should, uh, we should get. I think we should all kind of spin a wheel, and, um, we should get uh, x amount of teams, and each time that they either get a win or something, we can get a little little points. See, see who can get the most points, and then there's obviously to to divide that the. the uh, the bracket up by four, we could spin the wheel and that team nobody gets. 
Yeah. So I think that that could be an interesting segment for March Madness. But all right, so if you're uh, watching any college basketball this weekend, you got to root for a Penn State dub, uh, a North Carolina dub, and a, and a UTSA cover against the the UAB. Um, I don't. What are they? Are they the what are they? Are they the Wait. like the dragons or the flames or something? But uh, yeah. So all right, that wraps up the uh, Super Bowl pod. Um, I guess we'll send it. Uh, Next time, looking at uh, the college football awards, and we will start to look at some more, um, some more college basketball. Hey, shout out real quick! Shout out to—I uh, mean, I know it's a—you know—we'll talk more about the uh, NBA All Star Weekend next pod, but just quick shout out. I know it's an All Star game, but for goodness sakes, I mean, for Steph Curry to hit 16 threes in a game, and they weren't just—you know—they weren't just wide open all the time. They were some deep bombs. So shout out to, to Curry for one MVP and getting uh, 16 threes in a game. So Hadley, I'm going to let Hadley just give a little 30-second spiel on uh, on Curry. Steph, you had me bricked up. Um, I appreciate you. It was a great weekend because of you. Thank you. Yeah, it definitely made up for – honestly, honestly, a three-point challenge was ten times better than the dunk competition. But that's 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 enough of that. So, all right, we'll send it next week.